Let's Podcast live. It's Sleek OG Live. Thanks to sleek-fleet.com for sponsoring our foray into live podcasting for real, for real, every Thursday, two o'clock. So the reason why we're doing it live uh, is we're trying to experiment with some things uh, with the weekly uh, broadcast schedule. So Joe, you've been after me. We've got to do stuff live. We've got to get in the comments. Maybe we can take calls, so to speak, put the link out to StreamYard to get people on again. So we're going to do that. we got plenty of things that we're getting into today uh, from state. I don't know how they pulled that out last <laughs> night against Notre Dame. We'll talk about that. Rod Brindamore, head coach of the Carolina Hurricanes. We went over to practice today to talk to him. We'll bring you that conversation. And Lauren Brownlow is going to drop on by to talk some more ACC hoops. And apparently, we now know the most hated NFL team in the state of North Carolina. Might not be what you think it is, but we'll get into all those fun things. But I want to talk about Sleek Fleet a little bit more. So to help us on our inaugural live, for real, for real, Sleek OG Live, we've got Tyler from sleek-fleet.com. I even have like a fancy little three box for you, Tyler, that has sleek-fleet.com on the side. It looks amazing. You'll see it in the party bus when you watch later. All right. (laughs) I'm down. Count me in. All right. So you guys helped us out for our OG tailgate a while back. Correct. And I saw the, well, not exactly help us, but they made it work. You did make it work. We went way out of our way for that one. I'll say that, yeah, for sure. I wasn't quite prepared for that. Yeah, that was We, we learned a lesson that we day. We did, but we, it was a good lesson and everybody was happy. Yes, so. there, there definitely was that we should probably have geofenced this. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, but it worked out it, it because worked out. because Tyler made it work, and that's what we appreciate. So this is ride sharing, but it's not the ride sharing that most people will think. So right, what is correct. Sleek Fleet about? So Sleek Fleet, we're a little different. Um, we, we came to the triangle. We were wanting to, you know, not just be like a massive pie. We wanted to come together, help people, solve problems. All the, you know, you call a business, they're busy. We're there no matter what. Mm-hmm. We've, we've got you covered any time of the day, any time of the night, any location in North Carolina. That's that's what we're here for. And we uh, we've heavily invested and we like, to, to we have anywhere from Tahoe's to buses, and we can get you from point A to point B with zero hassle. Let's talk about that party bus. Sure, that's a, that's how many people can you fit in that thing? Thirteen. Okay, yeah. And this is for I don't know bachelor bachelorette parties. You're going to some, ta- you know, you're going to some sporting event. Hurricanes, Panthers, any anything you can imagine. We've done mm-hmm. airports. People fly into okay. a golf course. I mean, Pinehurst, anywhere you can imagine. We uh we've definitely been, and it's uh. I don't want to pigeonhole you as the arena stadium guy, but it, you do make it really easy to get over to the arena and to the stadium for NC State football. I used you twice this year for NC State. Like you know how to get by the yeah. So the I've guys, worked, I've worked really. <laughs> you don't got to sit in that traffic like other people do, right? So I've worked really hard to get you know friendly with the yeah. parking staff yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So you know we typically can get you right to the front door without okay. any hassle. Um, and then we obviously we can get there thirty minutes in advance of the end of the game. So if you want to leave early or something may have happened, we're there and we're sitting right there, right out the door. You can walk out and we'll get you in and out within a couple minutes. And the best way to get you is at www. Sleek dash Fleet dash dot com. Or now, you, or you can call 919-335-8840. Absolutely. You That's ha- already in my phone. So, so. You, you haven't with the with the Carolina Hurricanes, you you shouldn't be leaving early. They've been they've been providing as of late. 
they have come back and shown that yeah. it's worth staying. Yes. And I agree 100% <laughs> yes. with you. And yes. and even if you want to stay and see the stars, we're there waiting for you as well. Perfect. We're outside no matter what. Tyler, you're like an OG Canes fan, though. I am. I've been for there a good since reason. day one. Yes, sir. Okay. Absolutely. It's, it's story time, Tyler. Okay. Because you got to remember, with Carolina, I've been doing this long enough to know that the Carolina Hurricane fans love to flex how long they've been Carolina Hurricane. I was fans. a season ticket holder in Greensboro. Because okay, the, you got me beat on the Whalers. But but the funny thing is, I'll give them that. Well, the funny <laughs> thing is, there are people like the way people talk about the Greensboro days. Right. The amount of people who say. They've been yeah, it's, like, oh, it's not possible. I was in the Greensboro <laughs> days. I'm like, then why did it look like that? If all these people right, say it, right. but you we actually kept it there for if, if that <laughs> was the case. <laughs> but you got a cool, you got a cool story when the Canes were actually coming this way. Yeah. So at the time, uh, my stepfather was in the House of Representatives, and in that time, you were allowed to go to maybe say some private events. Yeah. And the Hurricanes were getting an initiation right here on Fayetteville Street as a true NHL franchise mm -hmm. and i'm not sure if everybody was watching tv that day or has seen it but true og hurricane fans remember when jim hunt hit the, the puck in the goal mm -hmm. just as solid as he could it went dead center by the way and i was a little kid yeah he practiced i'm sure <laughs> come on now and and i was a little kid just a little 10 year old boy standing there and he said come up and I got the stick and the official signatures of everyone that was there That's since awesome. day one. And ever since then, I've been addicted to the Hurricanes. I love that. Yes. I love that. And even through the thick and thin, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. So. Uh, obviously, if you're still here, because yeah. those those teams were not to be trifled with. No, but <laughs> when you're a true fan, you, you got to go up and down. Yes. Are you going to learn some Russian? Because we learned today that maybe there's a communication gap that, that uh, could help you. Maybe you could help me with that. Okay. <laughs> but we can learn it. Yes. If he needs a ride, I can learn Russian. <laughs> well, yes, sir. Definitely work on yeah, that part of the game. We can work on it. Sleek-fleet.com. Yes, Tyler and his crew do the best job there is. Uh, just like our pizza, just like our wings, we, we don't steer you the wrong way. Sleek-fleet.com. Tyler, we appreciate you stopping. First of all, supporting. Yes, thankfully, OG Live. And second of all, for coming in, just, just explaining it a little bit to people. Yep. Any th every Thursday, I'm going to step in and then try new things. And I'm very excited to be partnered with the OG. Awesome, and man. anytime anybody needs anything, uh, we can get you from point A to point B with satisfaction. Tyler, appreciate it, dude. We truly do. Because uh, well. otherwise, we can't keep doing this right. without people like you. So if the podcast listeners, people watching on YouTube, if you want us to keep doing this, Please support our sponsors. Next time you're thinking about going to the airport, maybe next time you're thinking about going to a game with a large group of people, think about sleek-fleet.com. Tyler, appreciate it, man. Yeah, man. And I'm here for you guys. Just we're one call away. OG. 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 Do we, we want to make sure Tyler gets out? I'll vamp here for okay. a second. While we do, I'm going to vamp for a second <laughs> while Tyler gets uh, gets out here we're, as we're figuring things out live. So, uh, so of course, welcome to the podcast brought to you by Copiers Plus. Check them out online at copiers-plus.com. Again, that's copiers-plus.com. They're the presenting sponsor here for Ovi's and Gilio. And, of course, Thursdays, it's going to be brought to you by Sleek Fleet. Again, check them out online at sleek Fleet. Dot com. Brian Lowe is going to hang out here for a little bit. We do have a conversation with Rob Brindamore we're going to get to uh, as well. Um, but we do start with NC State. Um, NC State, 
I'm going to go over some stats before Gilio comes in because what happened with NC State last night where DJ Burns saves the day, just, I forgot the Notre Dame player he did this to, but put, just broke his ankles, jumped way too high. DJ took advantage of it. You'd think by now people have seen enough tape of DJ Burns to know he's going to make a move like that. But the Notre Dame defender went, no, I'm committing. I'm going up. And DJ took absolute advantage of it. But what NC State managed to do do last night, shooting 28% from the field, is pretty wild. Our friend Brian Ives over at the ACC Network put this stat up. At 28.8% over Notre Dame, that's the lowest field goal percentage in a win for the Wolfpack since shooting 28.6% against Penn State back in 1996. I was 17. I don't quite remember that game. And then there was how do you not remember all? Oh, yeah, that was Herb. That was our that was well, also, I hadn't gotten to NC State yet. So my uh my baptism of ACC basketball didn't quite happen yet. And then Andrew Weatherman put this together. So NC State's 28.8% shooting percentage, 19 of 66 from the field to beat Notre Dame is the lowest field goal percentage by a winning ACC team since 2008. It's the 11th lowest in a power six conference game. Remember, we count the Big East when it comes to college basketball. So you've, you've, seen, you've seen some winners. I've seen some of these games like Duke, Virginia Tech, or a North Carolina Boston college game from what last year around this time. You know what I don't see on this list? The, Vir- the Virginia Tech, the I don't, 24 point game. I don't see the Virginia Tech game, the 24 point game. Um, and then, of course, the other game that came to mind yesterday, Joe, as I'm watching this all unfold, was what was it? St. John's? St. John's, Julius Hodges' homecoming. Black jerseys? December 30th, 2004. <laughs> they scored 10 points in the first half at St. John's. Bruh. <laughs> Why does this happen to state? Hey, they won this one though. No, it's it's so here's the thing about the Wolfpack and their win against Notre Dame. And we kind of referenced it yesterday when talking about the importance of the game against Notre Dame. And you got to remember where Notre Dame is too. They're they're in a rebuilding mode with a new coach. Sure. I mean, they did just beat Virginia on the same floor. Well, but you got to remember how they got around to beating Virginia. Uh, the the head coach was at um Shrewsbury. Shrewsbury. And they played it a bunch last night. You know, shout out to West Durham and Dan Bonner and the crew for music to my ears. What I watched this morning. Yes. Putting the production (laughs) together and giving you all the context. If you've missed out on things, Shrewsbury went out there and completely called out the team saying straight up, you know, if you paid for that, we're sorry. And if you don't want to play, you can ride and rot on the end of the bench. So that fired Notre Dame up. There's, if there's one thing that people are looking at it with Notre Dame is that they like the coach. They're going to be tough. And you saw that bounce back against Virginia. So they came out and were doing the same thing against the Wolfpack. And the Wolfpack had one of those signature road game, can't make a shot. Nine o'clock late. What are you running? Are you running anything? But nicer. But defense, I know, but defense, (laughs) defense is the thing that ultimately is going to get you by. And it finally started to pay off for the Wolfpack. They just needed to score more than Notre Dame at that point. And they pulled it out. I liked how Kevin used his pieces in the yes. second half of this game. You and I have talked all season about how hard it is to make pieces fit together in a one-year window. And the, the lineup that was on the floor in the last three minutes did not include DJ Burns, mm-hmm. part because he's a, he's a defensive liability. So the lineup with Mo Diara on the floor with Ben Middlebrooks was really good defensively. 
and got a little bit lucky with some of the free throw misses by Notre Dame and some of the turnovers by Notre Dame, mm-hmm. but you make your own luck. And I feel like uh, the last two possessions, the, the basket by DJ Burns to make it 52-52 and then the basket to win the game, you know, Notre Dame fell asleep a little bit at the wheel there by not doubling DJ. And if you're not going to double him in the post, that low in the post, you're going to have problems. Yeah, this is from uh, Jacob on YouTube. Can't believe they didn't yeah. double DJ on that play. I was terrified when I saw the inbounds go to him. Yeah, both plays. They they just didn't have the ability to get down there and double him. And uh, I thought, and we talked about this on Law of the Wolf today, that it was 48-41 with about four minutes left. Mm-hmm. And Jaden Taylor, NC State only made three threes the entire game, three of 17 from three. He popped the three in there that I thought was the biggest play of the game, makes it 48-44. You got to have the confidence that you could still win. You got to have the confidence, even after playing that poorly and shooting that poorly, that you can find a way to steal the game. And, and a lot of things had to go right. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the turnover, the Missed free throws, you yeah. know, stopping the clock, getting the situation, well, Kevin calling a timeout. How many times have we seen a coach say, you know what? I liked where my team was. I was just going to let this thing play out. And instead, balls down, calls timeout, mm-hmm. sets up a play. You know, all of the criticisms that Growth. people have of Kevin Keats. Growth. You know, managing the, uh, the, the the bench and using the lineups and not just playing five guys. Yeah. And then having the two set plays, really both plays, 52-52 and 54-52 to win the basketball game in the way that they did. I was, I, I texted them this morning and I said to him, I said, that might've been your best thing. It's really smart coaching stuff. Just great stuff. Well, it's funny you mentioned that. Cause we, I, I, I didn't, I fell asleep last night trying to watch that game. Cause I was still, oh, I watched sw- it this morning. I didn't watch oh, it. Oh yeah. Night. Yeah. yeah. I, I watched, <laughs> I watched the first half. I was kind of going back with the Miami Clemson game a little bit watching NC state. And you know, the, the first half was terrible, but in the second half I, I fell asleep. So I had to go back and watch it and things like that. And as I'm, as I woke up and I'm looking at the tweets, people were feeling the same thing that you said. Like here's Jeremy on Twitter. Did you two really break the curse? Remember we did do a curse reverse. I'm 38 and I watched the entire Notre Dame game and I've never in my time seen us actually win a game. We're supposed to win. I like this team a lot, but I'm scared to get excited about it. <laughs> Tell me you've been hurt before, Jeremy. I'm so excited. I think you would understand my point of view. <laughs> so yeah, and then we had another we had another listener tweet at us last night in the uh, in the aftermath of all of that. See if I can find it. Oh, it's from it's from Scott. Uh, in the last five minutes of the game, I penned two tweets condemning Keats and the program. This is the worst loss ever. <laughs> but I didn't hit send. I still had hope. Maybe I'm growing as a state fan. See? I still think we have to. We are a bubble team but they did have heart go DJ. And I think it was Scott's tweet that actually got me to start thinking forward. And we referenced it a little bit yesterday. I think basically it's how you said it yesterday. State lost games that that they would like Mm -hmm. to have, but not necessarily bad that they lost. I think between those three schools that they lost to, they've only, they have a combined loss record of three. I think all those three, was it? We got what? Who are the teams at BYU? Well, it's BYU, Tennessee, and Ole Miss. And they only have three losses between the three of them, if I'm I'm not mistaken, right? So losing those games isn't necessarily bad, but you'd like to have one in your back pocket when you start talking about the BYU is the one you're going to look back at and say, we had that one, and and think about that. BYU, all the points that BYU scored in that game, and then you look back at it, and you look at last night, and look at what Notre Dame scored in the second half of that game. So sometimes you have to win different ways. Now now it's the the crucial part, something that you and I are going to continue to argue throughout the rest of the year. Don't lose games. Don't lose games. And Notre Dame is one of those Kobayashi Maru situations where it's a no win. You lose to Notre Dame, it wrecks you. And people, and like people, as, as evidenced by the reaction to, mm-hmm. oh my God, you're going to lose to this Notre Dame team. If you beat Notre Dame, 
you will ultimately get a shoulder shrug uh, because that's what you're supposed to do. So you're really getting into the please don't lose games you're you can't afford to lose and put you put you in the bubble. For instance, our friend John pointing out that our friend Josh is already going through the net metrics. State's ranking went down after last night, sure. and these went up. Love it. And Josh is going to be tweeting through the net rankings on a daily basis from here on out. I wish he wouldn't. He might grow hair back. I wish he wouldn't. But he he has come fully square, though, with you have to beat the other teams that are going to make the tournament. Yeah. That's what makes Saturday's game against Virginia so important. That's what makes Wednesday's game against North Carolina because I, you get the feeling that North Carolina might be ready to take off on a rocket ship after beating Pitt the way that they did this week. That could be the kind of confidence boost that yeah. they needed. And, and this could be one of those games for State. Like, if they had gone there and won kind of ho-hum, uh, so what? Yeah. But you pull this one out when you realize you really had no business winning. Those are the kind of things. Also, buying into your roles. Modiara is a guy who plays in this game. Like I said, when I texted Kevin, I said, Modiara was the MVP of this game because mm-hmm. he played defense. And this is somebody who has to accept what he is, right? Everybody wants to be the star, but not everybody can be the star. Some people have to play defense. Some people have to rebound. Some people have to set screens. Some people have to pass the ball. Some people have to defend. And I thought Diara was really, really important in this game, especially in the kind of slog it out half court game that it was. And you know, that's what it's going to be on Saturday too. It's going to be a, a heavy half court game. And Virginia is going to double team the heck out of, out of DJ Burns. So they got to be ready for that. But you also got to be ready for like a Casey Marcel to have a little revenge game against mm-hmm. his former school. DJ Horn, uh, quiet in this game, but he has was. been a guy who's picked up his game. And, you know, again, all of the moving parts, that's the toughest part for all of these coaches is how do you get them to fit together and how do you get them to buy into their roles? And just as we saw last year with Kevin Keats and the way that he was able to get that team together, this team's starting to figure some things out to the YouTube comment section from Thomas. I feel like it feels like basketball is taking a back seat at NC state. Also not sure Keats can get this team over the identity hump. I still think it's way too early to be having those discussions because every team is still trying to understand its identity. We spent time talking about this in regards to Duke. Now, is there a talent gap? Of course. Mm -hmm. Are there expectation gaps between Duke and NC state? Yes, but they share one common thing everybody's still trying to find what that identity is. You like to talk about the bus driver, right? Yeah. You wore the pink, you wore the pink quarters up today. I know. No amount of lighting is going to help. help. <laughs> I don't know why I'm you insist. Out. I don't know why you insist on wearing that. <laughs> Thank you. That actually is going to help. You wear that pink quarter zip and then it's like lighting just goes. <laughs> so please wear dark colors when we do this. Thank you. Anyway, back now, to but I don't, Thomas's point about identity. I, I no, mean, I think what he's saying is the, the push and pull between NC State football and NC State basketball. Oh, that's a deeper conversation. We, that's what I think he's getting okay. at here. Because with Dave, we know the hand in the dirt. We know they want to be tough. We know they want to play a certain way. And we know what that identity is. I think with Kevin, when he was hired, it was, oh, we're going to press. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And obviously that hasn't been able to kind of come to fruition. I do think in this NIL era, mm-hmm. I think, the, you know, last year and this year, you're seeing kind of Kevin do his best work, in my opinion. Another comment from Aaron Kobayashi Maru. <laughs> Joe is such a nerd. <laughs> well, at least he got the reference. Right? There you go. Do you get the reference? <laughs> uh, it's some sort of Star Trek thing. 
Only, I only know it because you and uh, Holden Thorpe, Holden Thorpe worked yes. through it yes. together live yes. Yes, uh, we did. one time. Yes, so. we did. Uh, from Davis, aggressively typing to get through it. This is the way. Yeah, I mean, if that's how you want to cope while watching basketball or any sporting event oh, for that matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're yeah. going to aggressively. It, it's okay to be mad. Like, it's fine. That's one of the things I hate about Twitter. Oh, oh, this aged really well. Well, yes, while I'm watching this and being frustrated, those that's what I was feeling. Yeah. So I don't really care if it aged well. I can't see the future, although I did have Miami yesterday. From uh, from Muzak, you hope this will be a wake-up call for the upcoming games. And then, of course, you got West. we got to get through a grumpy Clemmers first, though. So I think he's referring to North Carolina and Clemson because we can, we can talk. It'll be a fun game. We can talk about this a little bit Clemson more. Clemson has, compl- speaking of flipping identities, I don't know how much you watched last night. I watched a good bit of it. I enjoyed the way that they play basketball. I know they lost the game. Yeah. But they move the ball so well. Yeah. Uh, PJ Hall is is such a, a, an X factor. And then it's, it is jarring to see Joe Girard. I forgot who was on the call last I told, night. I told you, I told you when I went to the Duke Syracuse game, I'm watching the Syracuse team. I'm like, where's my old man? Where's Joe, where's Joe Girard? I want to talk about, you know, creaky knees and bad backs with him. No, oh, crap. That's right. He's no longer here. Yeah. The thing about, Here's what bothered me about the Miami Clemson game last night. And I I was listening to a little bit of Field of 68 this morning while I was driving around listening to Jeff Goodman and um, and Randolph Childress was uh, was part of the crew this morning when they did their after dark. And the way they dismissively talk about the ACC is tiresome because. Miami's a good squad. Did they? Did they get? Miami was in the freaking Final Four last year. I get year. that, My, but because Miami got crushed by Kentucky earlier this year, so there's what? this attitude to like, well, they were fraudulent. No, they're not fraudulent. Now, if you want to say that Miami one through five, Miami one through five is excellent, yeah. and you saw that play out last night against Clemson. Is that an indictment on Clemson, who's had a very good start to the year? No, it's just two good basketball teams. Somebody's got to lose, but because it's Clemson and Miami. Two teams that you would discuss for an ACC championship game in football. Right. Shout out to 2017 where it was a disaster. My poor dad still doesn't want to talk about that game. If that were a football game, people talk about it differently because it's those two schools. Right. Th- their brains cannot process that this is good basketball from the ACC that might actually be a little bit better if you get beyond just obsessing over metrics. Switch the uniforms around. By the way, Kentucky has the best roster in college basketball. Yes. Just so you know. Yes. Well, Not you, but the person who's sitting here going, I saw... Give me a break. I saw Paul Barrazzo, Associate Commissioner yeah. for Basketball this week, and I made a joke with him. I'm like, is there a way you can like come up with alternate jerseys for teams like Clemson and Miami that are blue and watch people talk about them differently. Yeah. So Miami's a good squad. Clemson is a good squad. And to your point about North Carolina and how they kind of use this pick game as a launching point, that Clemson game is going to be more of a huge test. For Miami. Huge, oh, more of a test huge for, for Carolina this week. And, but the thing about Clemson now is they want to play kind of the way that Carolina wants to play. And you, you kind of get in trouble. Yeah, I mean, Roy is not there. It's not yeah. you're not running with Roy anymore. No, but you're right. You kind of get in trouble when you try you're to be right. Carolina at their own game. From T, was that an OG Media LLC wardrobe malfunction? No, yeah. it wasn't a malfunction. Well, sometimes I forget. That's your all. polo stayed on at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh gosh, that's a different. <laughs> that's a different channel. <laughs> is that the OnlyFans channel? We'll start. <laughs> hey, look, Whew. we gotta make we gotta make revenue. Some, uh, some somebody's some gotta way, keep the lights somehow, up. right? Yeah. Oh, what's that? 
Thomas came back there. He's like, yeah, he meant it. it, it the identity in terms of yeah. state basketball versus state football. Yeah, that's, that's the beauty of doing it live. If you're leaving comments and you're in the chat, you can uh, yeah. you can you well, can you add know, the context. I, I, there. I get a little too easily distracted though. So. Yeah, I know. Try not to get too worked up with that. From uh, from David is Wake basketball finally finally yes. going to get a mention when they beat Miami this oh, weekend. They can have it before then. Yeah. The Gonzaga Demon Zags? Are you kidding me? I they love got, it. They got Reed, and they've been a different team. Salas, both. They have two guys yeah. from Gonzaga. Yeah. We're, Reed, Reed we're, has been a... With a better coach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, Forbes? Heck Re- yeah, really? man. Scheme it up, baby. You really? know me. Wow. Mark Fuse, you. He's a, he's vibes. <laughs> There's no scheming <laughs> with my guy. From uh, from Sam, I guess he was at Linda's last night. Nice to see some fellow wolf blood ah, at Linda's like last night. We'll talk. So was about- last night the last night of Linda's? No, oh, okay. no, it wasn't. It wasn't. We'll we'll talk a little bit more about Linda's uh, at the end of the show when we get into Hey Joe. Housekeeping. Into housekeeping. I don't even have my notes. Look at this. These are good these notes. Are, this is OG one twenty one. Way to go. Yeah. As you can see, <laughs> we've we're literally flying by the seat of our pants today. Uh, you still Tech need mobile. Tech Mobile is Sunday, February 4th. We will be at Shady's in Garner. It's $25 to play. We have a minimum of a $400 cash prize for the winner. So come down. We'll drink a couple drinks. We'll have some food. And we'll play some Tech Mobile. What better? What what else is there in the world? Are we are we gonna auction? And we'll off, be in Garner. Are we gonna auction off a game against you? Uh we can. We can. I, I will prostitute myself. I will not be in the tournament, but I will prostitute myself if you'd like to play against Should me. Should I bring the Tetris game too? See if you can beat that 13-year-old <laughs> record where he finally got the freeze screen. Nine, 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 nine. Broke the game. Hasn't been done in ages. Jealous. I I'm know. So you jealous. tried. <laughs> you what was the highest you got to? You guys are like uh, five hundred something, right? Yeah. You man, never. You never cracked no, a thousand no, in Tetris. No, no, no. You never cracked a thousand in Tetris. Uh, you can support us by going to bugsbite.com, Mosquito Authority, Pest Authority. They sponsor Ovius and Julio. It's not too early to start thinking about what your backyard's going to be like. Contact Mosquito Authority to get things like a misting system to keep the mosquitoes away. No contracts, which is important. So if you have ant problems like Joe, just hit them up. Bundle it up. Go to bugsbite.com. How's about this, though, for some uh, for some uh, true NCAA sleight of hand corporate champion buffoonery what you can't forget that we're well even though it's the sleek fleet oh yes og live yes we are presented i know by copiers plush hey if the ncaa can do it all we need <laughs> we, all, yeah, all we need is official cup, cups oh we i i'm on it i'm on it we need official ncaa og <laughs> cups when we do this kind of so stuff. copiers-plus.com for all of your data needs i'm on the hook i gotta hit up through for the for the key sarah so that i can take care of our business needs and been working on our retirement accounts and some other stuff too. So you don't know what you don't know. So go check them out. Copiers plus.com. Also, thanks to breeze through, check them out throughout North Carolina locations across the triangle. Of course, you got the Taj breeze through there in Cary that I know Joe wants to do. A show I want to do a Thursday. OG sleek fleet OG live from that breeze through. Yes. Well, we're meeting with Adam next week. That's, that's on my ask list. All right. We'll make sure that works. You can drop by any breeze through location. Gas 17 locations, important. but they got, refreshments including some of the best coffee you're going to find and of course gas station beers which is always clutch butcher's market also sponsoring ovies and Gilio, new location lake boone shopping plaza they got prepared meals which are always fantastic um i what did i have i had the steak tips on new year's but they had a like mushroom ravioli in the fridge 
that I was legit curious about. Didn't buy it then. I did buy the spinach artichoke dip to have while watching football before I put the steak tips on. That was excellent. And as one of our listeners was walking out of there at the same time, don't sleep on the buffalo chicken dip. It's okay, it's, no, it's, it's an oh, it's its own meal. I get the tater skins. I get the vegetable medley. I, I've never had the buffalo chicken dip though. Gotta get it, man. You gotta get it. So we went over to Carolina Hurricanes practice today uh, over at Wake Competition Center, and we talked to Rod Brindamore for a little bit. Although while we were waiting for Rod, I kind of encouraged you to get back into your beat writer yeah. vibes. I wanted you to feel it in your plums, you know, talking to Jordan Stahl about his uh, about his about his holidays, getting Sebastian Ajo to potentially sign up for yet another competition where I think he's, he's going to beat you. Yeah, he will be me. So you want to you wanted to play the game from wings over the Dutch yes. sliding game, right? Yeah, the Dutch, Dutch shuffleboard. I, I have the record now. I have the board record. What's what's the board record? One hundred and eleven. Really? I've been I've been practicing. I've been taunting Ryan. I've been texting him. I'm like up at night. I'm like studying angles. Okay. That's why I was like, "Ooh, I'm ready to so, get some revenge." So before we present you our conversation with Rod Brunemore, head coach of the Carolina Hurricanes. I was cracking up because when you brought up this game to Aho and you're like, it's this Dutch game and he just deadpans, but I'm finished. But I'm finished. And then he was like, all right, well, I'll play you. I'll beat you again. Double or nothing. And he goes, what did we bet last time? I said a week's salary. He goes, okay, double or nothing. <laughs> anyway, here's our combo with Rod Brindamore. My, my New Year's resolution was to get you to give me a non-coach answer. Don't give me don't give me the back of the net. Don't give me the like the Roy Williams. Well, you know, it's easier when the ball's going in the basket. What's what's changed on what? On this winning scoring power play. Oh, um, well, I mean, we're we're getting good special teams play. That's mm-hmm. been the change. And really, though, the overall picture is the goaltending has been. Well, very, very good. I mean, at the end of the day, you can't, you can't. <laughs> no, but that's what it is. You, uh, your yeah. goalies make saves. No, you, we've been arguing. We've oh, been arguing about this. It's clearly what the issue is. Yes. I mean, we were struggling early in the year, and the guys were dead last in the NHL. Okay, explain. It's, okay, it's that simple. Joe's looking at me like, see, I told you, and Joe's going to give me the whole, oh, I was right. No, 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 I've been, been working on that. That's my New Year's resolution. No, it's okay. I'll give it to you. Point no, out. I'll, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. Okay, so this is one of those classic explain like I'm fine, because I can sit here and say, okay, fine. I understand goaltending has not been to the level that you want, but you're also a really good defensive team. They can step up. You've got dudes that should score. They sh- you can win games a bunch of different ways. Not five. You can't expect to f- score four or five goals. In okay. Right. So you want to, but you need to you need to suppress what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And and if you look at the, the start of the year, we were still giving up twenty shots, twenty two shots. That, that wasn't what was changing. So what was what was happening was we were getting a few squeaky ones mm-hmm. every night. And you can't give teams in this league. A goal here, they're like it's just it's too hard. So we've, we've eliminated that, mm-hmm. and it's not that our five and five play has been anything more special or anything. Obviously, the power plays and the scoring that's been huge. Um, you know, I don't think you're that sustainable rate, mm-hmm. but that's a big part of it too. When your goalies are going through it, what is your go-to response? I'm sure it changes maybe with each guy. Do you drop the hammer? Do you, well, do you try to hard. hug them up? You, you, you have to. I mean, you get again. You gotta almost separate it. Like we have a team game, and then there's the goalie game. I mean, that's really what's happening. Mm-hmm. You're you're doing everything you can to make sure we don't give up those chances, but then they've got to do their job too. And so you can't let one area, 
you know, sort of like people are saying, well, you got to change your game and you mm-hmm. got to Why? I mean, if they don't come around and that position is dead last, you're not going to get there anyway. Now all of a sudden it's leveling out and if you had changed your game, what do you do now? So we, it was, wasn't about changing our game or anything because I, I knew that wasn't the issue. We had to be better at certain okay. things. We, you know, there's certain chances, but they were happening before anyway. You can't go a game without giving up scoring chances. But when they start going in at a higher rate, everyone starts looking at them. Go, oh, they're giving up. No, not really. We're giving up four or five great days a night or whatever it is. They just they were all going in. Was there somebody either you played with in Philadelphia or here in Carolina that made you play better? That you felt like gave you some confidence? You saw that person and you said, "Oh, okay, it's going to be okay today." You mean in that or just in anywhere? In, in, uh, like maybe maybe somebody on your line because I'm going to go. Well, there's certain like there's this. certain guys that you, when you play with, you feel okay. I know what I'm getting out of that guy, so it's it, I'm going to enjoy playing this game because mm-hmm. it's not going to be oh he's you know not showing up this yeah. shift or yeah. you, you want the consistency. Guys want to play with guys they. I know what you're. Eric Cole. I know what, yeah, Eric Cole's hard nose. Yeah. I know what he's doing. Yeah. You know, you play with my case, Justin Williams, someone yeah. that I, I know what I'm getting. Okay. It's not going to be flashy. It's not going to be, <laughs> but I know if I get it over there, he's going to do this. It's just that accountability and that, that really that, that there's a little chemistry, but it's consistent. Consistency is really the key. Now, they don't play together, but my theory is the Russians are helping each other, confidence wise. Sometimes. Chekhov sees this guy out there. I feel better. I see my guy. Yeah. I got somebody I can talk to. Well, I got somebody that's I can why he's gotta learn. That's why you got to learn the language. <laughs> because you don't want to be relying on just one guy. You got to rely on everybody. Yeah. So, you know, that's how, why. How is your Russian? Me. My Russian is terrible. I don't know anything. Okay. But, you know, that's why you got to learn English. <laughs> no, it's just, it's but both of them, I feel like they're helping each other. Who's the other one that you're talking Svetch about? Svetch and Kachekov. Oh, yeah. Uh, they, I think for, for They're still for super Cooch, young, too. For Cooch, it's nice to have someone that if he's, you know, not getting his point across or something's not happening, I can sure. go to you and go, hey, and then it'll get back to us. But it's actually a crutch to have that as well because then he doesn't learn as quick. You know, because I can just go speak Russian with this guy, and mm-hmm. that's not that's not good either. A couple more things before we let you go. I appreciate the time. You know, we talked about the accountability. You know what you're getting, and you know, Jordan Stahl a couple times has been open about that. I know Aho has also been open about that. It, when when the players kind of take that role, what do you do as a coach now? Because you used to be that. Yeah. Now as a coach, what do you do well, when they're speaking? It's, you, you, that's what you want. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's I, I, coaches. Lay it out, and yeah. then it's up to the players to take it. I mean, it's and when your leaders are doing that, mm-hmm. that's what you want. And it, it's okay to go through some t- things that aren't going right. That's how you actually flush it out. And yeah, you, you know, you want to flush it out earlier than later. Um, and I think that's kind of what happened. We went through a little stretch there where it wasn't quite right. Perception, you know, kind of what we talked about why, but there was other issues going on too. So I think we kind of flushed it out. Are those issues related to? I, not what? you don't have a lot of new parts, but I did think there yeah, was a transition for Bunning and Orlov, totally. and now you're seeing a little bit more from them, and you're like, oh, yeah, well, look at this. There's still a learning curve, <laughs> yeah, and, sure, and, and it's you know it's it's what was expected, and I think some some players come in and maybe they that wasn't expected, and, and here it is, and it takes a little while for them to change their. Listen, you paid them a ton of money to do it a certain yeah. way, and they were doing it. Yeah, why do they gotta? Yeah, do it differently. Do it my way, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it takes a little time. I think the last time we talked to you was ahead of the season, and we talked about goals. You know, your goals are 
what happened in the postseason, not necessarily in the regular season. Winning, winning a, I mean, not to be blunt, but like winning the President's Trophy is not what you guys are trying to do. So when you talked about those issues and having to address them and flush that stuff out, how much of that is not a mental fatigue, but maybe just an emotional like this isn't what it's early. Well, that's the, but that's the the danger. Okay, when you think like that, you don't even get to get to the playoffs mm-hmm. and, and that's why it's such a fine line i mean we're right in the thick of it now you're number two and we, now and we had to yeah but we're everybody's right there I mean, right yeah you we've had to play really well just to get to that mm-hmm. you know when you have another little sideways you suddenly you're on the outside looking in and you're gonna go what happened well what happened was october right we decided we didn't really want to do it exactly right mm-hmm. and that's what happened so that's what you fight for an 82 game season when you have a veteran team that knows to what you just said earlier, yeah, we're not really playing for that. No. But you better, you better play for that, <laughs> or you won't even get a chance to do the other thing. You got anything else? You got a um, shot at uh, whatever your communication is with with Freddie and some timetable for him because obviously that's a big piece of everything that you are. I know you're being so careful with that, obviously yeah. for obvious reasons. It's kind of in his court, really. And and the doctors are, you know, he's getting the second and third opinions, yeah. and it's, you know. We haven't flushed that out yet. Like, it hasn't – the timetable hasn't given enough for him to mm-hmm. get all those opinions. I think he's going today, actually, for another one. So, and he's flying to Minnesota. Like, we're they're, – they're doing everything. You got to get, get, get it right. You got to get it right. And once – hopefully we get through that, which will be soon, then someone can give him the green light to say, get out there. But until that happens, I, there's nothing really I can tell you. Do you have any conversations with Don about – the goalie market yeah oh, yeah. i mean it's that market's pretty nuts right now well it's yeah i mean it's as we've seen it's the most important position you yep. cannot win if you don't have the guys dial in now we've taken a little breather because mm-hmm. coos started playing so mm-hmm. well and you're like and you know it's a lot on a young kid mm-hmm. and with oh, freddie you're not sure like all of a sudden do you need one i mean all that came in to play but we got just got to get Rance going, like, and he looks better. Not like right. Then you can take a little breather on that department. Did you actually take time off over Christmas? Um, no, I don't know. We had three days. <laughs> no, we had three days. So the problem was we we, we were right. We, no, we had a bad finish. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're like that. We had a good game and lost. That was right. the worst. Those right. are like the absolute worst. I was there for that. <laughs> right, appreciate it. Yeah, man, of course. Rod. There was a little bit of a focus, Jillio. We lost. <laughs> you don't remember, do you? Yeah, you you move on to something else. Uh, big thanks to Rod Brittimore uh, for making the time today after practice uh, here on Ovius and Jillio live on YouTube today. Thanks to Sleek Fleet. And also thanks to Hometown Realty. Check them out, myhtr.com. New construction. That's the thing that you might be curious about, folks. And Hometown Realty, what, 60%? More than 60% of their business is in new construction. So you get those, get the uh, breaks from dealers. That That's what you need from the builders. The that's incentives, yes. Yeah, incentives. Also, listen, they have more than six locations, more than 250 agents from here to the coast. Go to myhtr.com, buy, sell, calculate. Also, big thanks to Whitaker and Hammer. Maybe you just bought a house. You're taking it to closing. I know interest rates are coming down. Maybe you've refinanced. You need to take that to closing. Whitaker and Hammer, Really, really easy solution. Just go to wh.lawyer to go set that up. Maybe you're mad that you gently went around somebody at a at a light in downtown and for some reason was were given a reckless driving ticket. I mean, 
You know, it's funny you mentioned that because I'm I'm about Stuff. to. I'm, I'm about to get back example, on the road. I, I mean, not to get too specific, but I'm about to get back on the road for some some kid hockey stuff. We got Annapolis. There's a tournament in Annapolis, Maryland. Oh boy, there's a tournament in Charleston that I'll be headed to. Which, by the way, I'm now realizing you might need to come up with some Mondays here soon. Without oh, me. okay, because yeah, if, I'll, I'll check out that brown low lady. <laughs> Speaking of that brown low lady, let's bring her on, shall we? What's up next? That Brian Low lady hanging out with us in studio. What up? How much? Make sure your mic is on. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, your mic is fine. You love this microphone, Joe. (laughs) Now I know. Yes, you love (laughs) this microphone. Um, (laughs) I I want you to relay the story or what you said to to me when you came up to the studio today, when we were going over stuff that we were going to talk about, and I had posted what we were going to talk about today on YouTube and on on Twitter and everything else. What did you tell me? Right. I'm not on social media as much as I have been in the past. And so, like, I completely somehow missed yesterday that Gene Chizik <laughs> was let go. But then when I... Because I was like, wait, why are they talking about this as if it's new? And then I was like, oh, I guess it had never really been announced i just kind of assumed it had and it hadn't so it was one of those like weird in between exactly. stories for me of exactly like, yeah no i'm i am with you because some of the reaction that gene chizik defensive coordinator at north carolina mutually a conscious uncoupling with mac brown <laughs> as the way the, the the press release came out yesterday mid-morning you're right i think everybody knew that this was going to happen it was just a matter of when it was going to happen yeah. and i had some people in my mentions i got an email saying like, this, isn't this kind of messed up that, you know, Gene Chizik's your defensive coordinator. You got people that are coming to North Carolina that just had signing day and this happens after signing day. And it's like a couple things, y'all. Couple well, things. Was, One, I think everybody, if you like, if you were coming to North Carolina, you kind of knew Gene Chizik was going to be the defensive coordinator next year. Over And like overall, that's a fair critique. I, I usually echo it because like, but i was well my thing was like why i mean no offense to anyone but why would you have watched the past couple years and go i want to (laughs) go that's my draw because we didn't talk about this after what had happened or maybe you talked about it and i was out there was an nc state defensive player who transferred oh, yeah, oh, we, we yeah. had the matrix broken yeah it finally happened Devin the, thing, Boykin. That, the yeah. thing that we've been talking about like it's gonna happen it's gonna, i thought it was gonna be basketball mm-hmm. that's where we, i we want it maybe to last year don styles oh i would have loved go that. from carolina to state i love that yeah. would have broken everybody's brain but we ended up in football from nc state to north carolina my first thought was without knowing squat about squat was so hold up <laughs> hold up you just you just beat them and the big reason why you beat them was because you shut them down. You, you shut a future off an offense run by a future NFL quarterback down. And you thought that's the, maybe it was like a, I know I'm going to save them. I'll fix them. Right. I'm going to go play over at North Carolina. That, that was say, my first thought that I had that thought too. When I heard about it, is that wrong? Is that like, is that me being kind of like a jerk about it? I, I, just, I just thought it was funny that I'm like, wait, wait, you want to go play for that defense? Okay. It's probably me minutes though. Yeah. I right. guess yeah. there's that. That's a, I will go to my grave. The number one thing people will transfer for is to play. Yeah. 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 No, that makes, that makes total sense. That makes and, total and sense. I just, that's the way I'll always look at it. No, it's unusual, but yeah, I don't exactly know his background. Like I, I hate to be the one who explains this to other people in the world, but if you grow up in this state, 
Oh, sure. there's yeah. like a ninety percent chance you're a Carolina yes. fan. Yes, unless you had a parent. It feels hot. Because eighty-five percent, eighty-five percent, because of the others, not just state. You know, right? But I also grew up in Greensboro, like where there were fans of everybody all around oh, me all the time. Real quick, from Sam, appreciate it. it's actually Jakeen Harris, not oh, not Boykin. Boykin's okay, coming back. Boykin's coming back. I was gonna say somebody well, broke. The I was gonna say page. Boykin. He played I've, all the time. I've Wait, already, I've already. <laughs> You've already taken it out of your brain. You got the matrix. You got got the memory wipe. So anyway, back to the Gene Chizik thing, because I think the news in and of itself is not interesting to me. What's more interesting to me is it ties back to the conversation we seem to be having about Mac Brown and the future of North Carolina. Yeah. So you are now in the market for a defensive coordinator, which now gets to the question, Lauren. What kind of defensive coordinator can you expect to come fix? Is it a talent problem? Is it a coaching problem? I, it's hard to know. I know that they've gotten a lot of highly regarded recruits over the past few years. Now, did a lot of those recruits in the secondary, especially leave, you know, mm-hmm. like, yes, there, there are not as many of them there. I think the defensive line is an area where they have shown it. I thought they've shown some improvement on the defensive line over the years, but the secondary has been an issue the entire time. I mm-hmm. feel like, and the defensive line hasn't been amazing or anything. Cause they can't stop the run, but like, they have some guys that can rush the passer and stuff like that. I don't know. It's, I think it's hard to say because it's like we're not there, right? But no. at the same time, you do see, you know, it's just hard to think that all these five-star types of guys are coming to Carolina and they can't they can't manage to turn it into – and I'm not even saying like an, a shutdown defense. No mm-hmm. one is saying Nobody's that. asking that. It's, it's more like not one of the worst, if not the worst, in college football. And like- this is something that has gone over the last couple of years. For instance, I was listening to the Cover 3 podcast yesterday driving around, and this news had come out, so Chip brought it up. And I thought Bud Elliott put it in the best way possible. It's like – you just got you got rid of Jade Bateman a couple of years ago because hey, we feel like we've got this talent, we're getting better, that something has to be changed. And they moved on from Jay Bateman. I remember probably you and I having these conversations yeah. on, on the panic rooms about like, was it really as bad as you made I didn't out to think be? Jay Bateman was that bad. But as Bud pointed out, and I didn't see this headline, it's like, okay, so Bateman goes to Florida, where I think he was the linebackers coach for a bit, and then he just got the defensive coordinator job at Texas A&M, A&M with, Elko. On, with Mike Elko. That's, and it's, well, it, and, so maybe you have to ask yourself the question then. Yeah. At that point, it's like, well, if that guy couldn't get this defense to even mm-hmm. be decent and now he's going to be coordinating for Mike Elko, a guy who knows the thing or two about defense, mind right. you. Like, like we know what Texas A&M's identity gonna, is going to be at Texas A&M. We just saw a glimpse of it at Duke for two seasons. So we kind of know what the deal is. It's a it's a toughness factor. Oh, it's, sure. It's, it's all getting to the larger issue of a toughness factor, which Carolina's got that knock on them right now. And yes. I'm not quite sure how they fix that in an offseason, unless it's my big galaxy brain theory that the best thing that's going to happen in North Carolina this offseason is that nobody's going to talk about them. They're not going to have any hype. And they might get to eight wins, like you said, but it, not all eight wins are created equally. No. You know, they're, they're definitely so. not. Yeah, it, it's all about the context of who you beat and who you lost to and how badly you lost or won. All of that. All of that stuff matters. What kind of injuries were you deal? I mean, that stuff just yeah, all matters. That stuff matters. But I don't know. Like, this was something. Look, we have clearly been roasted appropriately for our doubts of the hire on its initial grounds. Right. Which was that no one for one of the things we both said was no one was going to want to play for him. 
Did we say that? I, I said that. I was like, what recruit that. would see Mac Brown come in and be like, cool. I don't know. You know what that. I mean? But but for sure, I think one thing we were both worried about was long term. Yes. What was going to happen and what was the exit strategy going to be? And when I think it was supposed to be Dre Bly. Be perfectly honest with you. You've really? Been, you've been floating that theory for a while. Yeah, I, I don't know. Real quick from Bud, put cardboard no, un, put cardboard under turf at Keenan. These the Tar Heels will play better on paper. Ha, ha, oh, ha, that's ha, pretty good. That's good. You got to think about the Carolina family. I mean, I know it's a basketball thing largely, but yeah, it is. I mean, Trey Bly is one of the best college football players in ACC history. Oh, for sure. You know, and then to have all the connections that he had in Charlotte and to bring him in, it was I. It was a brilliant move. But, uh, and and I, then to get rid of him, I thought, oh, man, I protested at the time and I'll, I'll protest again. I well, thought I it would have been a great exit strategy, great setup plan, the whole thing. So I wondered at the time, personally, like how much, because he was the secondary coach and we saw a lot of struggles in the secondary sure. in particular and mm-hmm. a lot of talented players at that, at those spots that weren't. But I took him as a, as a Mac avatar almost because yeah, yeah I, I could see he that. was recruiting. Yeah. Right. That's what Mac does. Right. Like, so I but, never understood I mean, pinning well, any of their X and O. I don't pin their X and O problems on Mac. Well, well no, you but, hire but it's, the person on, but it's on Mac. Right. It's on Mac to hire the right person. Correct. Right. Now, when and, they, or, or let him coach like Jay Bateman. I, right. When they got rid of him, I was kind of like, okay, okay, you're, you're changing something to change. Yes. That's exactly and I think what they it was. did it because Chizik was available. That would make sense. Uh, you know too. what I mean? Like you, Chizik, you go do something if you know who you can go get. And remember, exactly. Chizik with Fedora had at least to he your did, point. He had success. Yeah, he had success in not having this shutdown defense, but it was a defense that got in the way That's all and you made needed plays to do. when Straighten they things out. So, it, the it's literally all they've worked. ever needed from their so, defense. <laughs> again, the Chizik thing to me is speaking to a larger conversation around Mac Brown and the future of North Carolina's football program. They had two cracks at it with Sam Howell and now uh, with uh, Drake, Drake, with Drake May. And I thought that it would make sense for this to just kind of be handed off to the next guy. You did you you accomplished your job. I think you and I, when we talked about it five years ago, and we were kind of like, what the hell? What I think we got wrong and what I've heard over the last five years was just how bad it was at North Carolina. Yeah, there's some of that. Yeah, it was. And again, Joe, you'd like to point this out all the time. We don't know really what's going on behind the scenes sometimes. Right. And I maybe was dismissive of how bad it actually was and right. what Mac Brown needed to do with the boosters and get people back. Well, and to even mend relationships with local coaches totally like that, that. that those had fallen out of repair. Yeah. I will own that. I might've undersold that aspect. I of definitely it. had no idea he would turn around recruiting the way he did. That was a big surprise. Now, me. the one thing that I'm adamant about that we were right about was that this was always a short term right. solution well, for the Tar Heels. Which we kind of thought that that was like the understanding. But it doesn't seem to be the no, understanding. <laughs> and now there is some great question <laughs> no. as to, okay, well, when is Matt going to hang it up? Because you can, you're not going to do the coach and waiting thing. Matt's no. already done that. That ain't mm-hmm. happening. So how much longer is this actually going to go? And I one of these days when Bubba leaves North Carolina, <laughs> and we can get him to hang out. Give him some alcohol. Give him some Tell him it's off the record. It's off and the record. <laughs> I'd love to know the the booster dynamic that he's just like, all right, y'all, y'all get what you want. I mean, the 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 scuttlebutt mm-hmm. at the time was that that wasn't his decision. Yes, correct. So correct. You know. well, I think I think Matt gave away the game 
during the uh-huh. I check with my boosters. Right. So real real quick context before the <laughs> yeah, Mayo Bowl. Whoopsie. Before the Mayo Bowl, there I read this inside Carolina piece from Adam Smith and the crew who always do a great job. And Max giving all these quotes about the defense and you know, we gotta figure out why. You know, we, we gotta under you know, we know what the results are, but we gotta figure out why. I don't want to do like a sacrificial firing just to keep people happy. But then a couple paragraphs later. He's like, I check in with, you know, six or so yeah. boosters and get their input because I value it. I'm like, dude, you sent me that quote. And dude. I was like, I wasn't even <laughs> like at first I was like, why is he sending me this? Like, because I knew this, you know, but it was like, oh, right. He's not supposed to say this. If, if the Kremlin <laughs> politics weren't obvious enough of back. He right. sprayed it out for you. Yeah, well, but I love Because he's probably like, what's Bubba going to do? Fire me for saying well, Right. They're not going to fire he, him. He's taken every loss this offseason. So he has. Now he finally got one there, I think. It's been it's, it's been an slowly, uncharacteristic offseason for him. It, and it has been like, it has eroded slowly, I feel mm. like, over the course of the season. His general. Because usually, no matter win or loss, he's very polished in mm-hmm. front of the media. He mm-hmm. says the right things. You've seen that erode a bit as the year has gone that, on. That Georgia Tech post game, yeah, was one of the more jarring post yes. games I've ever heard. Let's switch over to hoops. Uh, we talked a good bit about NC State uh, to start the show. Um, I am, I am starting to get annoyed at the already at the conversation around the ACC when we've got some good basketball being played. It's like ridiculous. Clemson and Miami last night. Right. Yeah, the great game. Actually, I watched uh, the whole second half of that, and then tuned over, tuned over to state. And then you know, you got Wake Forest, who's feisty, and things like that. Wake, Forest, Wake, Wake can Forest score and not defend. That's yeah. it. That's, that, it. That, that's always Wake. Yeah, I was on with Cal. I was on Just with like Cal football. Bailey. I was no, on with actually, Cal Bailey. Football wasn't like that this year. At WFNZ, he had me on yesterday, and he asked me about Wake Forest. I'm like, look, man, Steve Forbes has a coach him up, baby. Steve Forbes has a knack for finding the right guys in the portal, coaching them up. The only worry is defensively, can they sustain this over the course of the season and not have it bite them in the ass, bite bite them in the ass to make the NCAA tournament? But the one thing I wanted to talk with you about after we covered a good chunk of NC State is North Carolina. Okay. And it's Joe and I talked about Pitt and how that was a game that the last two years, it's a slog. Pitt starts feeling it and they it, realize it, and this was a slog too. <laughs> and North Carolina can't get out of that hole. Right. And there's the toughness question. Yep. This team isn't that, nope. and I think that really finally crystallized it for folks. The curiosity is going to be Clemson's no joke this weekend. For sure, How and they're going to be that? pissed. Yep. Uh, <laughs> coming off that loss to Miami, I could tell they were a little annoyed with how the end of that game completely played out. But, yeah, I mean, that'll be interesting, too, because that is a tricky spot, frankly, for all three of the locals and has been mm-hmm. since Brad Brownell's been there more or less. Um, it's not an easy place to play. People don't talk about that enough, but it is a true statement. It is not an easy place to play, especially when somebody that they care about comes to town and mm-hmm. they want to cheer against them. And it's, there's, it's obviously a good team. They didn't play well defensively against Miami, not as well as we're used to seeing them play, but uh, they are much more capable offensively than any Brad Brownell team we've seen. And they're, they're tough too. So it'll be interesting to see like, can Carolina do it twice in a row or is Carolina maybe not quite on that level of what we've seen out of Clemson so far this year? I don't know. I don't know. I think Clemson's good. I think Clemson's legitimately pretty good. I think Clemson's really good, yeah. particularly yeah. offensively. Mm-hmm. Yes. I like the different parts that they have. I like that Gerard kind of, Gives them a guy like okay, I can, I, I know played, I can make a jumper. Great at Miami, like yeah. he 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 played pretty well. PJ Hall had a struggle with foul trouble, but he's not 
you know, it's not as likely. I mean, maybe he gets into foul trouble again. Caroline would love that. But like at home, maybe it's not as likely to happen. And <laughs> well, that's just no, a I, I think the, thing. I think the Eels are about to rip a few off here. You think I, so? I, I do. I do. I could see it. I do think like my only issue with them is they just they do go through some stretches where they cannot hit seemingly the broadside of a barn. I, like, I, yeah, I like the way Davis has taken over that team. Yeah. You know, yeah, hierarchy's great there. Ingram he's unreal. knows his role. The, he's my, tough. He's shooting not as well as yeah. I think they'd like, though. And Cadeau, I think, is a but little I, bit there you go. of a roller coaster. That, there you go. But Triple's playing so well that it didn't matter. I think once they unlock Cadeau, you'll see an even different level from I, them. I think Kentucky um, kind of maybe knocked his confidence back a little yeah. bit. Um, he yeah. did play well, at, like in the second half against Charleston Southern. I know it's Charleston Southern, but sometimes you just need to see, you know, as Roy would say, the ball go in the mm -hmm. basket a little bit. Yeah, that's and the well, you're, <laughs> you're also competing against. He's not competing he, against them, but yeah, you're competing for minutes with a sixth-year steady Eddie six-five solid Defensive grown ass in a way man that Elliot is not in, in Cormac Ryan. Oh, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like oh, that's, that's true. Yeah. That's, I mean, he's like. That's who you're fighting for minutes for. Yeah, and if yeah, you're yeah, Hubert okay. Davis, you're like, well, I know what my upsides can be with Cadeau. But right. I, again, I'll say it again. I love that Marcus Page is over there helping Cadeau. And mm -hmm. I think you'll see. We're going to get to Washington. And Cadeau's going to have a much larger role. And it's going to be like. Yeah, I think it'll be slow for him. Whoa. Like, it'll be up and down. Like, it was yeah. up in the beginning of the year. And now we've seen it kind of. It's a, it's a little bit not quite. He needs to stay out of foul trouble. Like, mm -hmm. honestly, like his fouling is a big issue. You can't have your point guard always in foul trouble. It's a problem. It's also really hard to like be the hot shit and everybody love you and tell you how great you are. And Especially then all this, when you're like, yeah. And yeah. then all of a sudden you struggle and you're like, hmm, and then everyone thinks you're terrible. And yeah. It's like, now, Wait, now what's people, going on? God forbid you get to a message board. Now so you're like, whoa, easy. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of the, the ACC tournament, Wes actually had this question on YouTube, probably not logistically possible to stream the games, but you'll be documenting <laughs> the tourney for social media, right? Yet, no, we cannot stream the games, Wes. We don't have that kind what, of money. What, what are my kids on? The snap face? <laughs> That's what they do. Yeah, we're going to go TikTok live, actually, yeah. uh, Which, while we're there. No, what we're going to what we're going to do for the for the ACC tournament. We, oh, oh, inform me. Let's have a we've meeting. Talked, <laughs> we've talked about this. We've talked about this. I, we haven't settled though. On we're going to do after darks. Okay. The the only question is where do we where do, do we from? do them from? Okay. Do we do them from the the normal I, media I, area? I mean, remember ACC Panic Room was born in DC. It's true. It's facts. So it might be oh five. No, 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 no. It was what sixteen. Yeah, 16 yeah, when they yeah. won it. Carolina won it. Yeah, I was yeah, pregnant, 16. so yeah. yeah. Yeah, so yeah, in 16, we did it from like some weird auxiliary room in the uh, Verizon Center. It that was the Wizards practice yeah, floor. with like no windows. No, and, no, no. Yeah, where, yeah, yeah. where we were oh, oh, was oh. this cold as hell closet with uh, that backed up to the like hospitality. Yeah, it was brutal. <laughs> so we're so not, we're, we we're might gonna, do it from there. I was going to say, we're going to burn one like live on the air because like it's all legal there. Everything's yeah, legal guess, there. I guess we can't, we, gotta, we can't do it in the probably building. Probably not though. in the building. Though. Are you sure? We because can't smoke in the, we can't smoke in the <laughs> building. Are you sure? You want to take a gummy in the building? That's fine. Everything's legal oh. there. They have a casino. They have weed. They have basketball. <laughs> Oh, Wes apparently was referring to the Tech Mobile tournament. No, we could probably stream the oh, Tech Mobile tournament. I was gonna say, I was like, wait, Wes knows y'all can't stream that. No, we can stream the Tech Mobile tournament. Well, but the other. No, knows. we can't stream yeah. the basketball yeah. games. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no. What I thought we would do, we, we would do like an after dark. You know, when the because we don't have to worry about filling time in the middle of the afternoon anymore. So no, I know, we but just I, do it reaction after the game. I did feel like our Tuesdays, Wednesdays were productive last year. 
Yeah. Those were productive days. I wonder if we'll talk to the commissioner this year. Probably not. No, <laughs> no, probably no. not. Um, well, I wanna, I, you know what my I goal is? I want to talk to all of the Stanford transfers that are there. <laughs> no, you know what everybody I has do? like four of them. You know what I want to do? Uh, I actually want to do the show from ACC Hospitality. You can do that. Some people might not want us to be I was going to say, like, that is kind of a safe, a safe space. Yeah, you know how people talk sacred. about the... No, you, you know how people talk <laughs> about the locker room? Like, it's like the locker room. This is a sacred space. <laughs> I mean, think about, Where like, we drink Buffalo Trace on the ACC's dive. People, like, exchanging oh, we would crucial actually, beat information slightly drunkenly yeah, gets we, caught on mic or something We would like actually that. need a space and not, like, a restaurant like it's been the last few years. Yeah, that's true. That's oh, true. that's true. Like, if we... If we... If, if it were in Green's Bro, oh. we did it from the berry. If we did it from the, the convention That's center, the yeah, because hospitality used to be in a ballroom, yep. right? We could have been posted up in a corner, and yeah. if you wanted to be on camera, you could be on camera, but you can't decide. Yeah, we can't do the bar. You, you can't do it in front of the bar, though, because then, then you're going to have people really embarrassing themselves on camera. I'm just saying. All right, Lauren, before you say goodbye and we kick you out of the studio, I wanted to bring this up. You can't see it on the screen, but I'm going to pull up. It's one of those maps, those team maps. Okay. Okay. I don't know where they come from. I don't know if they're real. So oh, I think oh, it's I saw this. So this says, you know, most <laughs> hated team per state, you know, is something like the line <laughs> of scrimmage. Most of it is what you would expect, right? Like in da- in Texas, it's the Eagles. Uh, in Virginia, it's the Cowboys yeah. because of the because of the football good, team. And, and by the way, the only state that said the Cowboys. Yeah. I'm sorry, I thought they were the most hated team in <laughs> all of America, the most persecuted <laughs> team per Jerry Jones. My, right? my personal Get favorite is the Chicago Bears Island around <laughs> all of Green Bay, right? <laughs> all of Green Bay, and then a Chicago <laughs> Island. But I'm like, oh, okay, North Carolina. Let me look at North Carolina. And it's, wait, the Panthers? I mean. The Panthers are hated in their own state? Listen. Whether this is real or not. Can I say I laughed for a few <laughs> minutes at this? And I was like, these whoever, vo- like, whoever voted in this poll, these are my people. <laughs> right? Because, of course, we hate them right now. <laughs> Come oh, on. Man. How can you not hate them right now? I can't oh, stand man. them sometimes. Like, every time they get a nice big chunk play only for me to look up and mm-hmm. see a flag on the field to mm-hmm. just nullify the good thing that just happened. I'm, you know what I say to myself? I can't stand you. <laughs> I cannot stand you right now. So like accurate. If it wasn't going to be the Panthers, it would have to be the saints, obviously. Yeah, that's true. So that is true. All right. Um, usually when you hang out with us, it's recorded and nobody knows. It's like the magic of the podcast right but because you're live this is his way of saying you don't have to go home but you need to get out you need to get out no that's fine but what i'm trying what i'm trying to figure out what i'm trying to figure out what lauren is familiar with my dutch shuffleboard skills yes yes alex has them too he has he has innate skills he does okay i challenged uh sebastian aho to the dutch shuffleboard today oh what did he say uh, he was fairly confident he was going to beat me, but yeah. I could see Also that. said, yes, I'm finished, you know? And I said, yeah, but yeah, we know. It's Dutch shuffleboard. European, I mean, all the same. Who could tell? You know, Not exactly, but you know. So I'm going to click, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to click this um, 15 second transition. Oh, okay. That should give us enough time to, to reset. <laughs> exactly. So, all right, here we go.
I think that was a sufficient amount of time. I think it worked, Joe. That brown old lady. Of course, I have to flip our cameras back around so we're in the right names and oh, and it's because else. I joined first. No, we had a listener point out that when Brownlow's hanging out in the studio, the way the cameras are positioned, when she's looking at me or you, the cameras are opposite. So I flip them so that when she's looking in my direction, seems so complicated. It actually looks like it's she's looking in my direction. Okay. So it's fine. It all works out in the end. It all works out in the end. Uh, Speaking of making things work out for you, insurance. There's a lot of stuff that you can be saving money on right now. Home and auto. So you need to contact Matt Davis over at State Farm out in Garner. InsureGarner.com, VOGinsurance.com, or call him directly, 919-779-8277. The thing about State Farm, as I'm, I am a State Farm customer, they constantly check in. Like, hey, situation's changed. You know, anything you want to work with, XYZ, that's where State Farm gets it done, and Matt Davis can help you out with that. Yeah, in case you really do want to talk to somebody and save some money, 919-779-8277. And home field apparel. I'm not going to trauma dump on you this time when we talk about home field apparel. You can just go to homefieldapparel.com. Use the promo code OG23 to save 15% off your order. They drove to Virginia yesterday. I was listening to that part and I was like, yeah, yeah, it's memorable. It's good. So, sure enough, I call my brother. My brother did text me, by the way. My brother texted me. Uh, as I predicted, he was going to text me in the middle of the, uh, when he was listening to the podcast and, and, and that part came up and I thought that was, I thought that was pretty, pretty comical in the grand scheme, but use that promo code OG 23. Again, that's OG 23 to save 15% off your order. What's up next? What's up next? All right, let's get out of here on some Hey Joe questions. Uh, Shout out to Oakwood Pizza Box for sponsoring Hey Joe. We actually had some comments on YouTube. They're open. Let me see if I can go back and fish out the comment because we've been getting some action in the live comment section. Um, By the way, there are options where you have to be a subscriber in order to be a commenter. Mm. I know that's what they do in the Cover 3 tailgate. Shout out to Chip Patterson. We're not there yet. I just want you all to to, to hang out and make comments. Maybe in the future, we can mess around with that where you have to be a subscriber in order to make comments. You know, we're always looking for ways to goose the numbers. No drinking today, but we have it. Yeah, I appreciate you not drinking today. Way more I focused. Figured, I figured I could do a one live show without drinking. Good for you. I'm proud <laughs> of you. Uh, from Nathan, because it can help you guys, I started frequenting Oakwood Pizza Box. I'm sadly gluten-free, but... Man, their gluten-free pizza is the best by a mile, Joe. I, I have had it because Kevin Keats is also gluten-free. So oh, I didn't know that. Had it. It's delicious. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. All right. I'm going to pull up some stuff from the YouTube comment section from yesterday. And this was from Alex. At some point, you'll have to play a game where you play a Rod Brindamore press conference <laughs> and determine if they won or lost the game. I brought that up to Rod today. Yeah. I said, hey, one of our listeners says that we should, at the, at the end of the week, take press conferences from your games and try to identify, did this come from a winning game or a losing game? And what did Rod say, Joe? He quoted White Man Can't Jump. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like that basketball movie with uh, Woody Harrelson. I'm like, White Man Can't Jump? Sometimes you win and you really lose. Sometimes you lose and you really win. And sometimes you tie. So Corey, uh, getting back to yesterday when I was talking about Linda's in Chapel Hill, 
The technician spot in the mid eighties was party HQ on Avent Ferry road. A bunch of the editors lived there. I would assume that's Sammy's now, or I would imagine that's I Sammy's. Know. I don't know. Okay. What was it, it before? It was some upper deck two. Okay. It was upper deck two when I was in college. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, from left shot dev technician staff in the early two thousands went to Mitch's, Mitch's. mostly. That's, that's rough. Yeah. That's, that's kind of where I was. That's kind of where I was too. Uh, I actually and, ended up uh, the, the PR. So I'm trying to remember cause Kelly and I were talking about this yesterday. We, we went to Linda's mm-hmm. uh, last night, which <laughs> I have thoughts. Okay. Met up with Beard. Yeah. And hey, we kicked it. Uh, we kicked it old school. I actually saw some people that I wasn't expecting to see, including uh, Michael and Nana. Uh, who, oh, uh, Nene. Yeah. Who uh, I think he's at. Watch me whip. Watch me Nene. Is he with Baseball America? I can't remember. But anyway, no, South Carolina. Was, was it South Carolina? The Gamecocks. Coming Gamecocks? No, I can't. I can't keep track of all these daily Tar Heel people and all their success. I actually... Uh, I messaged Brooke Pryor, our friend. She's yeah. up in Pittsburgh, and she hates the fact that she couldn't make it down to Linda's because she's moving here. She's here or now. She's building, but yeah, apparently she and Teddy had their rehearsal dinner at Linda's. Her parents had a date at Linda's, so Linda's <sighs> is one of those things like for That's state people. Cool. It's like Mitch's and PR, but East Village was a place that I hung oh, out a lot too. East Village had all time uh, tenders, French fries. I um. I could smell the East Village right now. It did, it did have a distinct smell. Bud Light, and it did have a distinct smell. So I went. I went last night. Clorox. Students aren't back on campus yet. Uh, yeah, not yet. And yet, there was a line going out the door. They ran out of beer, or they ran out of draft uh, beer. I was going to say, uh oh, is this a is this a furniture store? Oh, a fake closing. No, you know that furniture store at Glenwood that's always like, hey, we're closing. We're no, really, where it's a closeout sale. I swear. Yeah, next week. Yeah, <laughs> I was, I was wondering about that. Our friend Ken floated an idea that you know this happened to Sadlax fifty years ago, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, they finally did. But <laughs> uh, yeah, so I was, I was curious about that. So I went. They ran out of draft beer. All they had left on draft was Guinness. No, I'm not. A, I love Guinness. I haven't had Guinness in a long time. They had Guinness on Nitro. Sure, why the hell not? Uh, a bunch of people were drinking, you know, PBR and things like that. But this must have happened to you when you were moving James to ECU. Mm. You and I, even though sometimes we feel old, in our minds we still think we're young. Correct. Right? We still think we're young. Sometimes, yes. And I'll admit, I have not been to a college bar like a straight up college bar in a while. And when I walked in there and I looked around, I was like, who are these children? They're of legal drinking age. And then I had that thought too. I'm like, damn it. My oldest son's not too far away from this. Well, you had your Joe Flacco moment. Oh, of if I, yeah. if I had messed up in high school. <laughs> yes. These yes. Could be yes. These could be my kids. <laughs> <laughs> if, it, if it broke, could have been one of my kids. So, <laughs> and I, I, and I, I, I realized, but that's yeah, not what makes me feel old. That, but it's it was just seeing one of those the other parents that makes me feel old. That's ah. when I'm like, oh no. So that's my radio row. These are my peers. I haven't, moment. I haven't had that happen yet because I haven't seen. Because I'm used to you know going to Enlo for marching band stuff sure. or other hockey parents. Which I mean, the hockey parent thing is like a wide range. 
There's younger, yeah, younger you're, parents. You're, I'm going to report you to the group, by the way. What's that? You went over to hockey parents and say you did not have your official uniform on. So. I was cold. I didn't have my junior cane uh, jacket on. You're, I, you've been, you're going to get demerits <laughs> from the group. Well, I did see Heidi, one of the moms on the team, talk to her for a little bit. She, sure, but you, she was, she told me when she was walking out. She's oh, like, hey, I see. Uh, just so you know, Elvis is not allowed to come to the next event now. He doesn't have his jacket on. I see. I see. So I had that moment. I told you in the summertime when I was doing Enlo marching band uh, booster work at, Walnut, at Creek. Walnut Creek. Yeah. And I yeah. was playing the game in my mind. Like, do I know this person's age? Can I guess their birth year? <laughs> no. No, I couldn't. And there were times where I saw 1979. I went to my, and I thought to myself, wait, do I look that old? I don't look that old. Do I? Spoiler. Yeah, no, I do. I do. It's like Ethan sent me a picture, <laughs> you know, encapsulating my relationship with Josh Graham. I'll pull it up. Do, do, That's so good. So yeah, let me pull it up. That, real is, quick. that is everyone's reaction <laughs> to see with our friend who has no off button. No, Josh Adam does, Gold Jr. Josh Graham does not have an off. Who is the worst person to sit next to in a game, by the way? Close. Gold it's, or Graham? It depends on what kind of game it is. I can't sit next to Adam at a hockey game. No. You get the extra. It's just running. It's a bonus feature. It's like I didn't know what do you call it the SAP button. I just, <laughs> I turned that off. I don't want to hear this. So yeah. So Ethan Hyman over at the News and Observer caught this. <laughs> no notes, dude. <laughs> no notes, man. <laughs> I'm just trying to watch. The, so I'm just trying to watch the game. I'm just trying to watch the game. No, Joe Bryce Young <laughs> is a better. No, what what is <laughs> poor Josh? He's on the air. What is he? He likes to say, "Hey, I've, I've been working on this take. Let no, me run it by you." He literally he said does that. say that. He literally said to me, "So I'm workshopping this take." Yes, and I think that's the moment where I took my glasses off and I went, <laughs> "Okay, Josh, you know you don't have to. Sometimes you just have to let the take come to you. You don't have to workshop it ahead <laughs> of time. The premise. You know, you know." And it was something related to it was something related to Caleb Williams and and Drake May. Yeah, and how, how everybody, he, everybody, why, last why is Caleb Love always the guy who's going to go first? Yeah. And I'm like, there are people who think Drake May is going to go first. Yeah, I think you're, I said there's a USC dis- reality distortion field that exists. That's why Caleb Lincoln Williams, Riley and Lincoln too. Riley too. That's it. That's his guy. <laughs> I know. So yeah, I I just thought that was that was rather amusing. Uh, speaking of sports radio, you'll be proud of me. Uh, will I? You'll be proud of me. Okay. I think my radio deprogramming finally finished i think it because you said joe flacco it it triggered this so you know my morning routine yes alarm goes off at 5 45 i feed the cats i get the coffee going i turn on espn and i watch their morning show whatever iteration it is now now it's uh called unsportsmanlike and i watch it because i just want to get a general sense like i know what you and i are going to talk about but what are they talking about nationally i was gonna say they, they, they let me draw you the venn diagram <laughs> they didn't start they didn't start the show talking about dj burns i'll just put it like that right <laughs> let me draw you the venn diagram <laughs> yeah i know i know i know so she <laughs> <laughs> all right let's see the venn diagram of the people who are uh you know what we're going to talk about versus what they're going to talk about you ready for it <laughs> That's fair, man. That's fair. That's fair. I'll take that. So it's 6.05 in the morning. Coffee hasn't even really hit my system yet. And they're having a debate about whether or not Joe Flacco will be a Hall of Famer 
if he takes the Browns oh, to the Staffording in this thing. Yes, basically, okay. if Joe Flacco, who he already has a Super Bowl, right? Right. Okay. If he gets another one, but with Cleveland, Kurt Warner, it okay. Will he be a Hall of Famer? And they were convinced. And I, and again, my radio deprogramming. But, but who's the MVP, Joe? This is true because the MVP is a zero sum game now. And I thought to myself, my goodness, that is the dumbest topic to be having on January 4th with all these other things that are going on. This is what you've decided is just going to be the big topic of the day. Is Joe Flacco a Hall of Famer if he wins? The, the biggest hypothetical. We're not even know week 18. Week 18 hasn't even started yet. And there's 20 million playoff implications. But no, 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 no. What you want to ask is get the people going. Is Joe Flacco a Hall of Famer? And my my deprogramming failed me because I texted Pat Costello, the producer <laughs> of ESPN Radio, and I said, what are you doing? This is a dumb combo. He absolutely is a Hall of Famer if he wins another Super Bowl with Cleveland because no one's ever done it. Don't don't. This is not an Eli Manning situation, <laughs> okay? This is a LeBron James foreign currency situation. What is a title in Cleveland worth compared to other titles, Joe? Absolutely, at least at least three times. Plus, there's the story. The Hall of Fame loves the story. Although you see what just happened to me, I'm now talking about it. Mm. Deprogram me once more. Beep, bop, boop, beep, beep, boop, boop, bop. Okay, I'm done. I just wanted to get... I thought you'd be proud of me, though. I watched that. I'm like, God, did we have to do this all the time? You were much longer than I did. Did yes. I have to... <laughs> how, many, how many segments did I waste with the dumbest topics possible? Goodness. Everyone should, in here. I should, I should text Alec. I'm like, man, remember when you see that segment, Dumb Sports Radio? They're literally doing it right now. Anyway, anything else? Want to get out of here? Let's do it. All right, let's get out of here. Thanks for uh, making uh, the live shows a thing. Big thanks to Sleek Fleet for making it happen as well. Enjoy your weekend. Got plenty of stuff to talk about. We're going to talk to Bomani Jones next week. Actually texted with Bo about the Dolphins and the Bills. I'm like, yeah, you know, we plenty of stuff to talk about. We can talk about how Josh Allen's going to have everybody salivating. He goes, no, the Dolphins are going to beat the Bills. And I said, Bo, I saw this movie a bunch of time in the 90s. <laughs> he goes, oh, fair. <laughs> Fair point. So we got a lot of stuff going on next week. We got uh, NFL week 18. We got, you know, obviously the Carolina Panthers and who are College they going to hire? Championship Monday night. Yeah, we got the championship and things like that. But again, the Panthers are going to be joined by some other teams with uh, with Black Monday openings. Yep. and openings. How is that all going to play out? And yeah, we got a national championship game, which could be Jim Harbaugh's last game with the Michigan Wolverines. All things to talk about. All right, we will see you then. say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.